0: and fulfillment let's get started with soul talk
1: welcome back folks welcome to uh, another very very i'm gonna say triply very special episode of the soul talk podcast today uh my guest today someone you have likely heard of maybe you've been inspired by her work i mean i, I was just letting her know what a thrill it is for me to have her on uh the soul talk podcast Uh, Her book, her work inspired me when I first moved to the U.S. around 20 years ago uh, in terms of my own creativity and, you know, even connection to myself. Uh, She's had a remarkable career. She's helped, you know, millions of people around the world. She's an award-winning poet, playwright, filmmaker. I didn't know, but I heard she just, she literally has written 30 books ranging from, you know, a crime novel to... A book, I think she's, she's known for around the world, The Artist's Way, which has sold more than 4 million copies worldwide. Uh, she's written The Vein of Gold, Walking in This World, The Right to Write, Finding Water, many others. Uh, she's a creative inspiration, and uh, we're going to dive deep today. And for me, it's a thrill to have her on. Julia Cameron, the amazing Julie Cameron. Welcome to Soul Talk, Julia. Thank you for coming on.
2: Well, you're very welcome. It's a wonderful thing to hear such a long and involved introduction. Uh, I feel like sometimes when people hear everything that I've done, they think, oh, damn her.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. As I was saying, you know, your your work inspired me uh, many years ago when I was just, you know, kind of landed in the U.S. and didn't have, didn't know anyone. I would just sit and write, read your book and write and kind of access my creativity. And so uh, I'm really excited to ask, ask you some questions today. Uh, one of the things place I want to start is just, I'm just curious. I mean, you, you, I didn't know you wrote 30 books and theater and novels and films. And so clearly creativity is something that moves you, runs through your veins. And were you, Always like that? Did, were you born? Did you feel like you were born that way as a child? Were you always a creative child? Was there a moment growing up where you realized, whoa, I, 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 I got some creativity here. I mean, what was your journey in terms of accessing your creativity, and how did that turn into, you could say, a career?
2: Well, I, I think I was, yes, always a creative child. I came from a family of creativity. Uh, my mother was a poet uh, and uh, my father was a, did writing in his career uh, and I actually did a lot of drawing and painting as a youngster. Uh, and then when I was about 12 years old, uh, I fell in love for the first time. Uh, and I wanted mm-hmm. to capture the attention of the, my beloved. Uh, and so I started writing short stories.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: and that was uh, the beginning. It wasn't a very high motivation. Uh, and <laughs> I don't know that I've had a high motivation since. Uh, I've had a lot of opportunity to woo people through my writing. Mm.
1: Mm. Mm. Was was there a, a, a moment in, like, when you felt like, wow, I, I, I can do this for a living? Was, was there a moment you knew you wanted to, like, be a creative, you know, have a, have a career in the creative field as a writer, as a playwright, like, w- when did that moment happen?
2: Well, I would say it was in college, uh, and uh, I I went to a Jesuit institution, Georgetown, uh, and I said that I wanted to study poetry, uh, and the dean said, well, there's no point in your studying writing, uh, you're just going to become a wife. Men become writers, uh, and that that fired my temper, uh, and I began writing lots of poetry, uh, and I began uh, to take myself seriously uh, as a uh, artist to be, uh, and I was very lucky; I had a professor. Uh Who was uh, gender blind, uh, and mm. he believed in me uh, despite the fact uh, that I was quote just a woman.
4: Mm. 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 beautiful,
1: beautiful Wow that, that's uh I think having someone who really believes in you can can really move you forward beyond your own uh even beyond beyond what you see. And I'm just wondering, you know, there's there's lots of folks that want to be creative, um, feel that they're not creative. So I kind of have like so many questions for you. So I'm gonna kind of throw maybe a couple at the same time, but like, do you feel everyone is creative? Is it a gift that someone has? Um yeah, some people just born with it and some people aren't and and for those that don't feel Creative, what can they do to? Let's say I'm someone who I just I just don't feel I've never been a creative person. Uh, what, what can they do? I know you talk about morning pages in 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 your in your work, but what what, what can they do to begin developing and honing and and and, and cultivating their creativity so it, it it becomes more alive? I'm throwing a couple of questions at you, but let's let's start there.
2: Okay, so we'll start at the very beginning. Uh, with the question that you first asked me, which is, do you believe everyone is creative? Uh, And Mm. I believe, yes, uh, that everyone Mm. has a a spark of creativity within them. uh, Mm. And that some people are lucky enough to have it nurtured as they were growing up. And other people have never been told they're creative So they believe they aren't creative. Uh, And we have a a toxic belief uh, that says that creativity is the um, bailiwick of only a few people. I have found that it's actually something uh, that is universal. Uh, It's a spiritual gift. Hmm. And I think... uh, for people who don't feel they're creative uh, and for people who do feel they're creative, there is one tool which works for, if you want to say, both types. Mm. And that tool is something called Morning Pages, which are three pages of longhand morning writing about absolutely anything. Uh, so you wake up in the morning and you go to the page and you write longhand and you say, "Oh, the car has a funny knock. I uh-huh. forgot to buy. I forgot to buy kitty litter. Mm. Uh, I didn't call my sister back. I mm. hated what Fred said to me in the meeting yesterday. He mm. took credit for my creativity." So you write down everything from the petty to the profound. Uh, And what happens is that uh, morning pages begin to make you trust yourself. Uh, And people who start out saying, but Julia, my life is boring. uh, Find after a couple of weeks of morning pages that their life is actually very interesting. Uh, And it's a It's a matter of letting themselves express the um
3: the notion uh the um the the whim, the intuition, the hunch uh
2: and what happens is that morning pages will begin to urge you to take risks mm. uh and so they will they will say you're going to write radiant songs, and you'll say, I'm not musical. Uh And a couple couple weeks later, they'll say, you're going to write radiant songs, and you say, I can't. And then Mm. a couple weeks later, it says, you're going to try writing radiant songs, and you think, well, oh, (laughs) maybe I could try. Uh, and in the trying, we find the creativity.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. So it, it it kind of, it opens something up is what I'm hearing. It opens up a, a space within you. And so you're saying like, don't try and write anything amazing or profound. Just, just literally give yourself permission to just write anything, right? It's just flowing. Don't, don't don't have an intention. Just just dump your thoughts. Dump dump just stream of consciousness.
2: Yes, it's. Uh, I think of it as a valid form of meditation. Uh, and you know, when you do conventional meditation, you you're sitting there trying to quiet your mind, and you have all these mm. thoughts come racing across your consciousness, and mm-hmm. we call those cloud thoughts and we are trying to get rid of them. With morning pages, you have a thought come racing across your consciousness and you put it onto the page. Uh, And what happens with conventional meditation uh, is that you have something bothering you, you take it into meditation, you meditate on it, and you end up feeling you don't need to do a thing about it. But with morning pages, if something's bothering you, you take it in the morning pages uh and you write about it and By the time you're done with your pages, you're thinking, "Oh, I damn well better do something about it <laughs> so they they it. are a goad to move you toward creativity, toward action,
1: yeah, I remember you know when when i when I first Read the uh, the artist's way many years back. For me, it kind of it, it just gave me permission, Julia, to just you know, because I never considered myself a writer. You know, I've written a book now, but I, I just like because I, there wasn't the pressure to write something profound. It, it 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 just gave myself the permission to just stream of consciousness, dump whatever it's as though it opened up a channel inside of me, like it opened something. And and, and many times while I was writing, I'd be really surprised. Like, oh, oh I, did, I didn't, like I would write things I had no idea I was going to write that looking back. I, I was inspired by certain things, you know? So I highly uh, recommend it. Um, in terms of the artist's weight, um, when did you, Plan to write this book. Did you have an idea for it? Curious what inspired it, how it came about. And did you did you have an idea it would be this successful? I mean, tell me a bit about that journey.
2: So you like to ask multiple questions.
1: <laughs> it's like, you know, it's kind of like I have you here and I just want to ask you so many things, you know, I can't contain myself.
2: Well, so I think it's fair to say um that I came from a large family, and in our family, if you learned something, you taught it to your siblings
4: mm. uh, and so what
2: what happened to me with the artist's way was I began to learn how to open up to a creative channel to write more freely. Uh, and I immediately started sharing it with people. Uh, I I had a friend who was a black novelist. And I said, well, try writing three pages about almost anything. And then when you sit down to write on your novel, try to let something spiritual write through you. Uh, and he said, well, what if it doesn't want to? And I said, well, just try it. Uh, and so I started trying to teach people right away uh what I was learning uh and i I taught uh for ten years uh just anybody who crossed my path who was blocked uh, mm. and then i thought uh well, this is when is when I tell you i do, I don't have high motives." Uh, I met a man who was a blocked writer, Mm. Uh, and I said to him, would you like to take a creativity class? I teach it in my living room. And he said, well, I travel in my work, so where's the book? Mm. And I said, I am the book. (laughs) And he said, he said, well, if it were a book, it could help a lot of people. Ah. Uh. So mm. I thought, what does that bastard need to know? That's mm. <laughs> so pushy. Uh, and uh, every week, I would write a chapter about what I thought he needed to know, uh, and. Um, mm what ended up happening was we fell in love and got married.
3: Oh, wow. (laughs) And the book was full. Wow. Did you expect it? Go ahead.
2: I, I thought when I wrote it that I was writing it for myself and my small group of blocked friends. Mm. Uh, And I didn't realize uh, that it was going to speak to so many people. Uh, And when they first published it, uh, they didn't think it was going to have very many sales. So they published a very small printing. Uh, And uh, what happened was it sold out. Uh, And Mm. they began to try and play catch up ball uh mm. and pr- print more
3: and more, but I felt uh that the book was needed uh and that it was uh s-
2: something that could undo a lot of damage. I had mm-hmm. compassion for people who were blocked. Uh, And I think uh, that the compassion shows in the book, uh, and that's part of what makes people think it's trustworthy.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I I love how it came about, as I'm hearing you share, uh, in a very organic way from a really pure intention to serve people that were blocked in some creative way. You know, it wasn't simply about marketing. It was like you really wanted to help people. And so I'm curious, in your observation, why do we get blocked? I mean, how do we get blocked? I look at children, and children seem to be, you know, in the flow. They'll sing, they'll laugh, they'll dance. And so why do we get blocked?
2: I think we get blocked because we get the message that we aren't good enough and that a few people are much better. Uh, And Uh I I think, uh, well, I have a grandchild right now uh, and Mm. she's a wonderful artist, but Mm. she just got her first report card and instead of giving her a four in art, the teacher gave her a three Uh, and Mm. she was you know, crushed, uh, and felt very bad about herself. Uh, and we had to say to her, "No, you really are a wonderful artist." And she says, "Like, well, teacher doesn't think so." And that, it, unless, uh, unless she can be given enough positive messages. We re- we remember negative messages.
3: Mm. We remember when we're told we're not good enough. Mm. Yeah. yeah, we we
1: tend to stick with those 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 negative stories. Yeah, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. We compare ourselves. So what do we do with those those uh the voices in our head, Julia? In terms of I'm not good enough, or I won't be successful, or you know, some of those voices aren't even our voices. How, how does well, someone deal with those voices so that they don't shut them down from flowing, from speaking, from singing, from creating anything?
2: Well, I think, uh, I think that this is where we come across a second valuable tool, So the first Mm -hmm. tool is that they're going to be writing morning pages. uh, And in the pages, they might remember the negative messages. uh, Mm -hmm. And the pages keep urging them to keep going. Uh, And because there's no, quote, wrong way to write pages, uh, we begin to have an experience of success. Uh, And I think that uh What happens is that we we have a negative message, and we begin to think, Well, maybe that isn't true, maybe that isn't true uh and I think um i I would urge people to do a second tool, which is once a week take themselves out to do something festive. And and to that they really enjoy, uh, and just to do it by by themselves, it's a solo expedition for something fun, and it's called an artist date. Uh, and often what happens uh, is that when people are out doing their artist dates, they will have a hunch or an intuition or a, a sense of what we might want to call conscious contact with a spiritual source. Mm. Uh, And that begins to give them the courage uh, to move forward. Uh, And I think what happens when you write morning pages is that your sensor speaks up. Uh, the the inner critic that has all the negative messages. Uh, And when it starts to speak up and you're writing pages, you just say to it, thank you for sharing. (laughs) And you keep right on moving your hand across the page. Uh, And what happens is that, that you are miniaturizing your critical voice. So when you try to do something creative, uh, and your critical voice speaks up, you say, oh, I've learned about this. Thank you for sharing. And you mm. keep going with the positive. Does that make sense to you?
1: Absolutely. What I love is that you're not uh, resisting or fighting this critical part of you, which you know I found can create more of a war inside. Uh, but you're, you're embracing it. You're meeting yourself with compassion and love, which I think is, is awesome. I think it's awesome. It's a beautiful way to deal with, with that part. So I love it. The morning pages, and then we have the uh, the solo dates, the artist dates. This is really, really, really awesome. And so right now, let's say where you are, uh you've written 30 books, I'm wondering, how do you how do you find inspiration? How do you how do you keep the inspiration alive, the curiosity alive at this stage of your life? I mean, how 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 do you, how does that happen for for new ideas to generate new thoughts, new ideas? I mean, you know, you're never afraid. No, oh, I might run out of ideas. I mean, how, how do you come up with these ideas?
2: Again, I. Th- I want to say that those two tools are the helpful ones.
1: two tools. Mm.
2: The morning pages. uh, What happened for me uh, was I literally was writing morning pages and I was told you will be writing radiant songs.
4: Mm. And
2: I said, that's impossible. I'm not musical. And the pages kept insisting. Uh, And so one day I was sitting by a little creek in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, I was sitting on a boulder and I was sort of uh, half-assed meditating, if you will, on the flow of the water. Uh, And um, I suddenly heard, My green heart is filled with apples. Your dark face is filled with stars. I am the one that you've forgotten. You are the one my heart desires. So dance when you think of me, sing to remember me. And I thought, oh my God, it's a song. <laughs> mm.
3: Mm. And. Wow. I I wrote it down
2: uh, and I called my brother who's a composer uh, and I sang it to him and, and I lied. I told him I was working with a British composer.
3: <laughs> and
2: he said, oh, he's very talented.
3: Mm. And then I said,
2: mm. I said, it's me. Mm. And my And my brother was stunned because in our family, Julie wasn't
3: considered musical. Ah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Clearly, it was coming through.
2: So I don't know if I sang very well, but you got the drift.
1: I got it. I got it. it. Radiant songs. Was there ever a moment in your life, uh, Julie, where or along the path? Uh, maybe pre-artist way or post, where you know you felt like giving up, because I think there's probably some folks listening to this conversation who, you know, they have a dream to write a book or 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 or, or they have a vision for a project and maybe it's not happening or they've been turned down by publishers or and, and some curious. Um, ha- what did you do in a time where you felt? Maybe like giving up, or things weren't going your way, and and how did you? What kept you going?
2: Well, all right, I've I've said before that the morning pages are a source of companionship, mm. uh, and I would when I was discouraged, uh, I would take my pen to the page, and. And I would ask what I would call the higher power or the muse uh, to speak to me. Uh, And I would write down what I hear. Uh, And so what I would hear is
3: perhaps, don't give up. You're doing better than you think. Mm -hmm. Uh, And
2: I... With The Artist's Way, uh, I I wrote the book, uh, and we started Xeroxing it and mailing it to people who needed it. Uh, And I had a literary agent, uh, and after a year, she said to me, uh, it's too much like Natalie Goldberg, whom we also represent. We can't represent your book, and I was I was very discouraged, uh, and uh, I told Mark, who was the man who became my husband uh, and who worked that I wrote the book at. I told I told him what had happened, uh,
3: and he said, "I'll call an agent for you." Mm. Uh, and he phoned up an agent, a woman named Susan Schulman,
2: and he told her about the book, and she said, every year at Christmas, I get a good book. This is Christmas. Maybe it's your book this year. Mm. So uh, we sent her the book, and I was... Discouraged, Uh, Mm. and
3: uh, what ended up happening was she took the book. Beautiful.
1: So, those morning pages really, you know, kind of like you were your, through those morning pages, I'm really hearing like you were your own, you become your own companion or best friend. As you listen to yourself, but also tap into a, a deeper part of your own wisdom through that process as well. You never know what guidance you might receive, even in the, in your most difficult time.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I think, uh, you know, in the artist's way, I talk about using the pages to ask questions and listen for guidance. Mm-hmm. So mm. at the end of uh, a day of morning pages, I might ask a question uh, and and ask to be guided directly. Uh, and then mm. I write down what I hear. Uh, and I think uh, that many people could experience very direct guidance uh, if they ask questions on the page.
1: Mm, yes, yes. How does someone... Julia, distinguished. Cause I think this is a question people might have. How do I know the difference between what my true guidance is, like this is authentic guidance coming from my soul, uh, versus, let's say, just something I'm manufacturing with my mind? How, how can I tell the difference between my real intuition and something I'm making up? Is, 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 there a, is there, h- How do we discern that? How did you discern that? How, how do you well, discern I
2: think- that? I think that uh, if you are writing for guidance and you're saying, please guide me, and then you're listening, uh, Mm. if it is wishful thinking, it will still be guiding you in a positive direction.
3: So Mm. if you say, oh, this is just my imagination, your
2: imagination is a pretty wonderful thing.
1: Mm. Mm. but let's say someone is it, maybe they're in a situation do they're like okay I don't, I, I'm in a marriage I don't really uh, I don't feel good about the marriage I'm in and so I'm going to do I'm going to ask a question about some guidance should I stay or should I go but perhaps the, the, you know, they, they know it's not the right relationship, but they're kind of afraid of leaving for, you know, whatever it is, the money, the children, what people think. But deep down, they know it's not right. And I think many times we're afraid. And so perhaps they're doing their pages, but they're kind of lying to themselves, convincing themselves, you know, maybe hijacked by their fear, believing that it's the guidance saying, well, give it another shot. Keep trying. When deep down they know they're not happy. They have, they haven't been happy in yeah, you know, in ten years. And so I guess how to how to this how does someone um distinguish between their own truth and their own bullshit? You know their own BS.
2: I think
3: uh, this brings us to a third tool.
1: Uh huh. Which
3: which is walking. Hmm.
2: And I, I urge people to walk. To walk. And when you're walking, it's very difficult to maintain a lie. Clarity comes to us as we walk.
1: When when we walk, it's difficult to maintain a lie. Haven't heard. Yeah, wow. I haven't heard that. So can you share more about that?
2: Well. I wrote a book called Walking in this World, and I'm writing a book right now called The Listening Path. Mm. Uh, And on the listening path, which is what I believe I'm on, uh, which uh, goes back to to your question about how do you get ideas? Mm -hmm. Uh, And the answer is I write morning pages. I take an art estate. I go for a walk, mm-hmm. uh, and using these three tools together, I begin to have a,
3: a sense of what's true for me. Uh, I got and it. I think a lot of people uh,
2: need to be told to walk. Uh, yes.
3: And
2: that it's a very powerful tool. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And so this is just walking. Are we talking hiking, like a little strenuous? Are we talking just strolling through the city of New York or wherever they live, just meandering? Are we talking about having a map and say, so, okay, you know, I, I'm going to go walk two miles from here to here? Or is it just me really flowing like the morning pages?
2: It's free-flowing. It's not a hike. It's not strenuous. It's not
3: to a goal. Uh, It's just take a little walk. Listen to what you hear. Uh,
2: And um, I think a lot of times uh, we walk out with a question, and then
3: by the time we're done walking, we have an answer. Mm. Mm. I like it. I think
1: so. Mm. Got it. The walking. Beautiful morning pages, and and so even at, at this stage of your life and your career, you're still doing the morning pages every day.
2: Yes, I do. Wow.
1: Yes, I do. I, what, what about the thing? How do you deal with this thing? You know, as a writer. As someone who's, I don't consider myself a writer, and you know I write now, but, uh, you know, I think a lot of people have faced this block of, in any endeavor, writing, exercise, eating healthy, you know, or, or, or we make a commitment to something. And the mood has gone, and now we don't feel like it. And the, the amount of times where I, I don't feel like sitting down and writing, Julie, I just, I'm just not in the mood, I don't feel like it. And I think a lot of times uh, what stops people is they just just don't feel like exercising. They just don't feel like being creative. They don't feel like writing. And so you're telling me at this stage of your career, you sit and write every day. I mean, what if you don't feel like it? I mean, how how do you, how do you break through that? Uh, Not in the mood. Don't feel like it. Don't want to do it. or, Or do you just make yourself do it? How do you stay motivated? To even well, write your
2: there's, pages. There's a tool in the artist's way, which is called blasting through blocks. Yes. And, and what you do when you're facing resistance uh, yes, is resistance. that you write, you write down your fears and your angers ab- about the thing you're resisting. Uh, And by the time you're done writing out, uh, I'm afraid I'm boring. I'm afraid I'm not having good ideas. I'm afraid I'm having good ideas, but I don't recognize them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Blasting through blocks clears resistance. Mm. I
1: love it. So you basically... You're not resisting your resistance. You're not avoiding your resistance. You just face it head on, bring it to conscious yep. awareness, write them down, embrace it fully, and that facilitates kind of a
3: a clearing. That sounds right to me. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. And I love it.
1: Good stuff, good stuff. I'm curious too, in terms of uh, let's just kind of talk about money for a second. I mean, it's, I know it's sort of a, a, a side, uh, slightly different topic, but uh, I, I, I see many artists who struggle around money and, you know, the starving artists, not being able to pay the rent, following their passion, but struggling to make a living uh, from their art. And uh maybe as a result not feeling maybe the luxury to be creative so i'm just curious in terms of the fear around money is there is there anything cuz you've been successful uh is, is there anything any advice you can give to those that are creative or the artists to you know, to make peace to 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 transform their relationship with money. I, I, there's some artists and spiritual folks that I see that's like, well, money is, you know, money is not spiritual. Money is not, you know, I don't want to get paid for my art. It's, it, it's pure. And so there's this sometimes dichotomy. And uh, curious what your relationship around money has been. Uh, and was there anything you needed to shift within yourself to sort of open yourself to abundance and success? in the material plane?
2: Well, I wrote a book with Mark Bryan, again, the Mm -hmm. husband uh, that I wrote The Artist's Way at. Uh, Mm -hmm. Together, we wrote a book called Money Drunk, Money Sober. Uh And it's a program to help people become conscious of their attitudes toward money. Uh, And there's a tool in the artist's way, in fact, uh, from that other book. Uh, And it's very simple. uh, And it's called counting. And counting is writing down money out, money in. Uh, And what I find is that very, very often people... uh, are misusing their money. Oh, uh, oh so? and so they um, they think I don't have enough money to do X. Uh, and mm-hmm. then when they're counting, they realize say that they have a Starbucks habit, uh, and that if they av- avoid going to Starbucks for four dollars and fifteen cents a day. Uh, they do have mm. enough money left uh to do something that they would really love, so mm. it's a question of of are you spending along the pathways that give you true satisfaction
3: uh, mm. and a lot of times people uh, have a a sense of
2: scarcity. Uh, and uh what we find uh is that they need to accurately name what gives them a feeling of luxury huh. and very often it's something small, like a pint of raspberries mm. <laughs> might speak a true luxury to someone uh, and mm. um so i would i would suggest reading the book Money Drunk, Money Sober. Uh, And I wrote another book called The Prosperous Heart.
3: Mm.
2: So I am in my own life uh, had to come to an understanding uh, that it was possible uh,
3: it was possible to earn uh, a living as a writer. Uh, And
2: I had to overcome my feelings uh, that artists are broke. uh, And instead work with an affirmation that says, artists are prosperous.
1: Artists are prosperous.
2: And a lot of times what happens when people do morning pages is that they start to pursue something um, well I'll give you an example from my own life Um, when The Artist's Way was published uh, Mark who was by then my husband said to me we should franchise the
3: book Hmm. and I said no, I think the book should be free. I
2: I mm. think people should be able to work the artist's way from the book without having to pay us.
4: Mm.
2: And he said, do you realize you're walking away from millions of dollars? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I said, I still think the books should be Free, it should mm. work um,
3: the, so i I didn't want to, to charge uh, for artist way
2: clusters,
3: yeah, I wanted people
2: yeah. wow. to just be able to start them mm. uh and that's what I did uh and uh I have my own house. Mm. uh and uh i i I find that I have prospered by being generous rather than stingy. yes
3: <clears throat> yes amazing how do you how do
1: you uh define you know you sold a lot of artist' way books and you've been a successful author, and so I'm curious how you at this stage of your life, how you define success, because I think in our culture, success is typically defined, you know, in a very material way, nothing wrong with that. I'm curious what your definition or how you see success, how how you define success for yourself.
2: I think it has to do with being true to the creative spark. Mm. Uh, I've I have written a wonderful play uh and uh it's so far it hasn't found a home uh and we keep getting these rejections that say this play is wonderful mm-hmm. but we're not going to have room on our stage to do it
3: mm-hmm. uh and so I have to remember uh to define
2: success in in terms of whether or not I've been true to the creative spark of the play. Mm. Uh, And I think I have been. So Mm. temporarily anyway, I have to say to myself, that's enough success.
1: Mm. True to the creative spark. So it's not just, the outcome or the play getting made or it making a certain amount of money, it's just the process of being true to the creative spark.
3: Yeah,
4: that's,
1: that's a very that's a very cool way of looking at it. That's a it flips the definition we have. Um, wonderful, wonderful. Actually, I have like one one. I mean, I feel like I could talk to you forever and. You know, I've been throwing as many questions your way while I have you because it's a real honor to have you on, uh, on the show. Folks, if you're listening in, I'm interviewing and having a, a great conversation with the amazing Julia Cameron, author of The Artist's Way. If you haven't read The Artist's Way, by the way, uh, I would uh, invite you all as you're listening in, as soon as we're done with this episode, to go to Amazon, get The Artist's Way, practice the morning pages, and the tools that she's sharing. Uh, it's so clearly written and simple and soulful and just a rich book. Uh, you've shared a lot, Julia, today. So I want to thank you for your generosity. And uh, so my kind of final question is if there were, and you may distill some things you've shared and maybe there'll be some new things you might be inspired to share. But as you look at your life, you know, as a woman, human being, mother, grandmother, wife, you married, You've had success, and you know as a playwright, as an author, many different arenas. Um, if you were to distill the three key life lessons that you've learned, the most important ones, that if you could only pass these three to the new genera- to the next generation, your your children, your grandchildren, that you feel okay, these are the three things I, Julia, has, have learned that I feel would benefit the new generation for the most. What are the three uh, key lessons that you've learned in your life that you would love for your generations to come to know?
2: Well, I would say the first thing uh, is to start to trust yourself. Mm. Uh, So I would suggest... Try my morning pages. Try walking. Try doing art estates. Uh, and um, <clears throat> those three tools, uh, and asking questions and listening for guidance. Uh, I I would urge them to to
3: get to the page, uh, and to to start. Um, believing uh, that in fact it's a benevolent universe. Mm. And I think um, with morning pages we dream. With walking we move closer to our dream. Mm. With Artist states we receive guidance about our dream. does that answer you?
1: I love it. I love it trusting ourselves and then practicing the morning pages, the artist date, walking and listening for the guidance There's one thing that I, I just can't let you go without clarifying and asking uh, and Thank you for sharing the three the three uh, wisdoms. I think you may have even given four there. You said we live in a benevolent universe. I would love for you just to kind of address that because there might be a few folks looking around at the world right now, are going, it oh, doesn't seem benevolent, you know? I mean, how is this benevolent? I mean, look at the economy or look at the politics or look at my childhood. I mean, I don't feel safe in this universe. And so what do you mean by that? And how can how can we... I guess, how can we trust? How can we get to that level of trust in the benevolence of the universe? Because I I do feel and believe what you're saying. Just address that as we start wrapping up.
2: Well, I think uh, that when we go to the page uh, and we say, please guide me, we're taking on uh, a mantle of humility. Uh, And when we we say, uh, but what about X? Uh, And we bring up what troubles us. Uh, We are told to take a longer view. Mm -hmm. uh, And if you wish, a higher view. Uh, And I think uh, each of us has our own path walk uh, mm. and when we worry about uh, the state of the world, we're often mm. not addressing uh our own part in it yes uh, and so I think uh when we say it's a benevolent universe, what we need to be saying is, what am I doing? To help it to be a benevolent universe.
1: Mm, I love that. What am I doing to help it be a benevolent universe? Not just looking at it, but taking some responsibility and being active in, in the creation of that. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, Julie, I feel like I could I could speak to you forever. Um, for now, hopefully, we'll have you back at some point, and. You know, I want to just just thank you for just all your body of work for just being so generous. I would say for the last thirty, twenty, thirty years, you know, sharing with so many of us uh, around the world, just sharing your love, sharing your creativity, sharing your heart, sharing your insights. Um, <clears throat> thank you so much for just saying yes to your calling. I know you've blessed me and probably many folks listening in and. Folks, again, if you haven't, checked out Julia's work. Definitely check out The Artist's Way. Actually, I want to assign a quick homework as we start wrapping up and uh, obviously get The Artist's Way, number one. But number two, I want each of you soul talkers to take yourself on an artist date sometime in the next few, in the next two weeks. Within the next two weeks, take yourself on an artist date, a day where you just... Let, let yourself be guided, you know, where you can receive guidance about your dream, as as uh, Julia has been sharing. Julia, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, what's the best way people can find out about your work, you know, for those listening in? Is it your website?
2: com.
3: Got it. Folks, you heard it. That- com. And yes,
2: you're saying. On, on the website, you will find my music. Uh, and on my website, you will find my poetry. Uh, and uh, I think sharing in both of those things, uh, again, I I wanted the poetry to be free. Uh, and I wanted the music to be free. So mm. it is.
1: Mm. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm looking at your poetry now. You have some beautiful poems. I can't wait to to read your poetry. And folks, you, you heard it, juliacameronlive.com. We'll put the uh, the link in the show notes. Go check out Julia's work. I see she has some events inspiring you on the creative path. Check her out. Uh, be inspired to unleash, move beyond your blocks and unleash your creativity. Julia, again, thank you so much. Folks, I told you this was going to be a special episode. Thank you for tuning in. Definitely download this episode. And I'm going to ask that you share it with at least three people in your life that you love. Share this episode. Share Soul Talk with them. And shoot shoot share an email. Coop Blackson at Let me know how you enjoyed this episode and any key takeaways. I'll catch you in the next episode of Soul Talk. Love now.